Welcome to the second season of One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who tend to check out when life becomes too much. When we live our lives checked out, we run on autopilot and often miss the richness life has to offer. We can become disconnected from our relationships and ourselves. No matter how busy we are, it's important to periodically pause and check in, not only with ourselves, but with others. That's how we stay connected to the present moment. And that's how we stay connected to God, because that's where God is, right here, right now. The one word check-in is a practice that summarizes feelings in one word. We check in with ourselves and name our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. I'm Pastor Christy and I'm glad you're here in this moment. I invite you to check in and think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. Sometimes it's difficult to limit to one word, I know. So hyphenated words and phrases are okay. Are you ready? It's time to check in. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection centered on one word that can be used in meditation and self-reflection throughout your week. The word is taken from scripture in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen to the scripture for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention. Now this podcast coincides with Exploring Scripture, a community that practices Lexia Divina together. If you'd like more info about Exploring Scripture, You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, foothillsumc.org. Get comfortable and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. This week's scripture is John 2, 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to me and to you? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, and each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the person in charge of the banquet. So they took it. When the person in charge tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, that person called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, 
and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. While practicing Lexia Divina when reading this passage, what first drew my attention was not a specific word, phrase, or image, but what was not said between Mary and Jesus. The exchange between mother and son had to be filled with more than these few words. Mary, they have no wine. Jesus, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. Mary, do whatever he tells you. Jesus, fill the jars. Something had to be said or a look was given to move the conversation from no to yes. Maybe the gospel writer left out the bulk of their conversation when mother and son were working it out. Or maybe their relationship was so close that they didn't need words to communicate on a deeper level. I suppose someone could interpret that Mary was being pushy or passive aggressive or even manipulative. We don't really see Mary being portrayed that way in other scripture. She was always obedient to God's call and to her Jewish rituals. So it's hard for me to see her other than a loving mother who saw a need that her son could fulfill. Our Catholic siblings see Mary as the mother of God. So perhaps she was taking on a larger role in this first miracle, just as she did when she birthed the incarnation. If Jesus was waiting for God the Father to give a clear sign that his time had come, Perhaps Mary's nudging was the sign. God worked through her to begin his public ministry. The phrase that began it all was, fill the jars. Notice it wasn't, go and sin no more, or you are forgiven, pick up your mat, or even follow me. Jesus said all of these after he performed other signs and miracles. For his first miracle, according to John, Jesus said, fill the jars. Jesus didn't touch the jars of water or hold his hand over them. The gospel writer didn't even say that he prayed or looked up to heaven. But perhaps that was something that was also left out. All we know is that Jesus performed the miracle with his words, fill the jars with water and now draw some out. Jesus's words hold power, but we can't overlook the servant's role in the miracle. If they had not listened and obeyed, there would not be any water in the jars for it to become wine. If they had not listened to Mary, who simply said, do whatever he tells you, then there would not be a miracle. The servants were the ones who filled the jars, so Jesus could turn the water into wine. He didn't do this miracle by himself. He needed others to participate with him. Sometimes we simply just need to fill our jars when Jesus tells us to. Even if we don't understand why or how everything will work out, 
We just need to fill our jars with water and trust that Christ will turn it into something more. If we are willing to participate, Jesus still performs miracles through us. All we have to do is fill the jars. Thank you for listening to One Word Check-In. Share it with your friends if you found it meaningful. May God's grace and peace surround you this day.